Hello, everyone, and welcome to All of Us. My name is Rachel Wade. I'm the founder here at All of Us. And today we have Dr. Joy Dahl. This is season three, if you can believe it. And this is episode 25. I have titled this episode Faith, Women, and Work. And so it is my pleasure to say hello to Dr. Joy. Dr. Joy, can you introduce yourself to the All of Us community today? Sure, absolutely. Thank you first so much for having me here. It's really exciting to be a part of All of Us podcast. So just a little bit of background. I grew up in the Washington, D.C. area and a family that went to church every Sunday and prayed to God. I believed I was Christian, but I did not know Jesus. In fact, I thought people who talked about Jesus talked crazy things. Uh, but I am a CFO by trade. Um, I am a CPA. I am passionate about helping people integrate faith and work. And I'm now uh, in the DC area and married. I have been married for, uh, we're about to celebrate actually this weekend, 10 years of meeting each other. And we've been uh, married for nine, so. Oh, congratulations. I've been married for nine years too, Dr. Joy. So we're like around the same, the same time. That's so exciting. Congratulations to you all. Thank you, you as well. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We're so happy to have you on, you know, this uh, conversation of faith and women and work. I mean, I feel like we're hearing a lot more about faith and work, but faith, women and work um, is a topic that I wanted to bring to all of us. We have women that are in all stages of life that are working in the home and outside of the home and integrating, you know, your faith and your work is so important. And so I'm so excited to have you on today to just talk about your in-process story and how you have even, you know, this passion of faith, women, and work has been birthed in you. You mentioned that you are a CPA by trade. And so I'm sure people are like, okay, Dr. Joy, um, where did this faith, women, and work, you know, I passion come from? Um, you're, you're from DC. You grew up in DC, correct? Yes. And yes. then you worked in New York. And so What's the shift between being a CPA, having your own um, organization, and then going to seminary several years later? How did that transpire? Yeah, so um, let me tell a little bit about uh, my backstory. So uh, when I was 13, my father passed away, and my final promise to him was, Daddy, one day I'm going to make you proud. Mm -hmm. And to me at that age, making him proud meant becoming a success. So for the next 20 years, I did all I could to become rich and successful in the world. I climbed the corporate ladder quickly by age 33, became CFO of a regional broadcasting company in New York. And by the world standards, I had it all. Mm. Prestigious career, big house, party lifestyle. But inside, I was broken. I was divorced, coming out of an abusive relationship. And I just kept thinking there has to be more to life than this. And then a coworker gave me the book, Purpose Driven Life. That prompted me to go back to church. I found a church where the pastor was on fire for Jesus, talking the crazy things, preaching right out of the Bible. But suddenly it started to make sense. And Sunday after Sunday, I went back to hear these life-giving words. And then one Sunday, I gave my life to Jesus. And so that started me on a new journey Really, my whole trajectory changed because a coworker was willing to take action mm. and to enter into my story. So fast forward, 
Uh, I moved back to DC to uh, really repair my re a broken relationship with my mom. That's when I started my own CFO consulting practice. I had that for 10 years, ultimately moved here to Dallas. And I, I had become a leader in my church. After I met Jesus, I was a sponge soaking up all I could of God and his word. I started leading Bible study, which even though I was the leader in business, like every week before Bible study, I was on my knees saying, yes. well, I have no idea how to do this. Like you have got to show me. It was nerve wracking. I can relate. <laughs> yeah. So when I came here to Dallas, I was leading a Bible study. I had written a Bible study and I felt God say, if you want to be a teacher of my word, you have got to be better equipped to handle it with care. Mm. That ultimately prompted me to consider seminary. Now, this, this wasn't an easy decision because I really felt like he was asking me to give up my CFO consulting practice that now was thriving after 10 years. Mm. He didn't tell me what the next step was. And uh, we were kind of joking about Enneagram, but Enneagram three, I'm a performer, I'm a doer, I need to know the plan and I will go after it. But he would not, in his wisdom, give me the plan. And so um, it was really a, a prayer walk. And at this point, I was now remarried to a wonderful man of God who we were just talking about our ninth anniversary. Uh, but this was both of us being willing to give up a significant part of our income for an unknown. Why am I going other than to dig into God's word? Yeah. But that's, that's what led me to seminary. And I don't think everyone is called out of the workplace to go to seminary, but I very clearly heard the Lord asking me in full transparency. It was so much harder than I thought, you know, mm -hmm. I had been saying for 10 years, Hey, I'll give this all to you, Lord. Just tell me what you want me to do. But when I actually had to step out and so much of my identity now before Christ and after Christ had been in what I did and what I had accomplished and, and what, um, you know, how I interacted, how I was known by people, it was very, very difficult. Oh, now you've said so much right there, Dr. Julian. So I want to go back a little bit because there's so many nuggets in there that I don't want anyone to miss. And the first one is that coworker that extended the invitation, you know, to come to church or to give you the book Purpose Driven Life, which led you to go to church. Um, shout out to the people. And that should be all of us, right? That are inviting people in. And it can be as simple as giving someone a book or giving an invitation to your local church or, you know, sharing scripture or devotional that you're doing. Um, often we think we have to do these grandiose things, you know, for the Lord. And those are great, but what if that coworker wouldn't have given you that book? You know, like right. that was the kind of the, the catalyst to you, as you say on the blog, pulling off that old life like a wetsuit, which I love that on the blog, you say you pulled off your old life like a wetsuit and walked forward to your savior and you didn't turn back. And so praise God for that woman that gave you that, that book, which is a fantastic book, by the way. Um, and then you also said that it's like you had your old life and you, you were stepping out in obedience, but you kind of were holding on to that old life and all the things that had defined who you were, mm -hmm. knowing that God had called you into seminary and holding that tension. I know that there are many that are watching and listening that can understand and relate to that tension of 
having that past life, wanting, knowing that God's called them into a closer relationship or life with them or a new decision. And they're just sitting in that tension. And so we want to say that we hear you. We've been in that tension, but perhaps today is a day that God is saying to you, if I've called you to move forward or make those steps of obedience, you can let, you can lay that old life down today. I've got you. And so Maybe that's you today. Maybe you're listening. Let this be what Dr. Joy said, like that encouragement for you to fully put your trust in him. And I know that that's so hard to do. We've all been there. Um, but as Dr. Joy said, you had to, when you step into seminary fully, that opened you up to, I mean, you have three degrees, you know, so obviously you enjoyed it <laughs> and, and you continue to learn and to grow. Um, but would it be fair to say, Dr. Joy, that um, when you finally decided to fully step into seminary, that then it kind of opened you up to, you know, what possibilities could look like or, you know, encouraged you to kind of stay on the road, even not knowing um, what the future held for you with these seminary degrees? Absolutely. Uh, you know, it's I kind of liken it to a football play like, you know. I'm like, hey, I'm down the field. Give me the ball. And the Lord's like, you know, that's a great play that you're running, but we're actually doing something over here. Mm. So it was, it was really training me to rely on him. And, you know, that first year of seminary, I tried to do both. I tried to keep my consulting practice and be a full-time seminary student. And I think he just kind of got a chuckle out of that, like nice try, but it's not going to work. And so I did transition out fully. And it was a little bit after that first year, that I felt like God said, okay, now you're ready. Buckle up. We're about to take a sharp right turn. You have no idea where we're going. And this was into the realm of theology of work. I had never heard it before. Certainly not in the workplace. I had never heard it in the church. But as I started learning about theology of work, it just resonated because of my background in the business world, in my career, because of my faith journey that really began uh, in earnest with Jesus because of someone in the workplace, I just felt like this is a message we need to know. Yes. All, all believers need to know that we are created in the image of God who works. We are commissioned as Christ ambassadors, but yes. women, especially, we need to hear this message because there aren't a lot of people out there who are sharing this truth of scripture. Mm -hmm. And so halfway through, I start learning about theology of work that prompted me to go on to my doctoral work, which specifically focused on theology of work, integrating faith and work. And now how can we get this message out to people mm -hmm. who like me are saying there has to be more to life than this. We want meaning, we want purpose. We know surely the Lord has something for me, but do I, if I wanna do something important for the Lord, do I need to quit my job and now go work for the church? Do I need to go into missions? I mean, these were questions that I had um, until I started learning about theology of work. Wow. And I love that. I love that because you took those steps of obedience and said, yes, like, God, I'm going in your direction here. That theology of work just opened up for you, you know, when you were in school. And because God is in the details, as we know, how important, I mean, it's so important that your past and then at that point, now you going to seminary and studying theology of work, it's coming together. And then your passion for faith, women and work. I mean, this is all like this beautiful thread that he has, has throughout your life, um, which has made such a difference in where you are today, which you're the executive director at Polished. 
Um, tell us a little bit about Polish and then tell us how, okay, you, you had the seminary degrees, you had the background, you're excited, you're you know ready to do more faith, women in work stuff. Tell us about how that's kind of led you to this point um, and the Boldly Conference coming up here very soon. Absolutely. So Polish Network gathers women. We navigate the workplace and explore faith together in authentic community. We are wrestling with the hard questions of God and faith. And we absolutely believe that life transformation happens in community. And so we're preparing a place, a safe place for women to come. We really see ourselves as a bridge between the church and the workplace. Often these two groups speak different languages, have different expectations, different understanding and norms. And we want to be a place where we can come. We speak both languages, but we want to walk the journey of life together. And so when I first heard about Polished, um, it was actually five years ago, I immediately fell in love with this ministry. And then uh, at the end of 2019, I was asked to consider stepping in as the next executive director to take this regional organization national. And it, it really just speaks to, again, my perspective. I see myself and many of the women who come to Polish, where it's difficult to find like-minded women. It's difficult to find women who not only understand, but want to come alongside you in both the workplace and the faith journey. And so it's really exciting to be a part of this organization. We have regional chapters, we have a national chapter. And last year when COVID hit, um, we had to stop all of our in-person events. But something we did is we then have Shiro's of the Faith. For 13 weeks, we brought in our Shiro's, pastors, theologians, ministry leaders, sharing about their Shiro's in the Bible. And over 13 weeks, we had 5,500 women in 20 states and five countries participate. And I felt like the Lord was showing that this is a new path forward. Never would we have considered mm. trying to have some sort of virtual community. I mean, we were so focused on in person, which I still believe in. Mm -hmm. But there is a way now for us to reach so many more women and to truly be coast to coast. Um, and so... With that in mind, as we moved into 2021 and I was praying, Lord, what is it that you want us to do this year? Like, I feel you're calling us to something new. What is that? And something he had been impressing upon me for several years in my doctoral work all the way through to current is that there are no faith and work conferences specifically for mm -hmm. women. There are faith and work conferences and they're great, mm -hmm. but there are very few women on stage and generally, the topics are not covering what we need as women, our challenges, our hopes and dreams, what, what, uh, you know, what we're thinking about, what we need every day. And so I felt like God said, this is the year. This is the year for a faith and work conference by women for women. And so that's what birthed the Boldly Conference. I, I started praying about it. Now, Polish Network is obviously the organization behind Boldly. But Boldly is so much bigger than one organization. Uh, you know, being a CFO, I love statistics. So I'm just going to throw down a few of those here. Statistics. <laughs> uh, statistics show that in the United States, 45 million working women identify as Christian. Whether they know Jesus or not, they identify as Christian. 
but less than one third actively participate in faith community. And so Boldly is a collaborative effort between organizations across the country who are reaching out to working women, to engage them, encourage them, equip them, empower them with biblical truth. And that's the foundation of Boldly, that we want to invite working women to come together for a day of equipping, a day of inspiration, but we don't just want a shot of inspiration. We're inviting women to come together in community and then take next steps together. Love it, love it, love it. I'm so excited for the Boldly Conference. But I have to say, we talk about, you know, polished all the time here at All of Us. You all have met Kat Armstrong, who's one of the co-founders um, for Polished. And I mean, I can't sing polished praises enough because during the pandemic, when you shifted, Dr. Joy, um, people like me got to be a part of it because we don't have a polished here in San Francisco, but I was able to be a part of the community and I felt so seen and included and I learned so much. I got super um, hungry to hear about the sheroes of the faith and to hear from different women um, from all over and be with women from all over. It was truly a bright spot um, in the midst of such a crazy time, but also I felt like I got fed. I mean, really, truly fed the word of God. I, it made me hungrier for the word of God in my own personal time with him. And so I just want to say thank you um, for shifting. And I know it had to have been really hard and figuring out what you're going to do. And you all did it. And it was just so great. So from the bottom of my heart, thank you. Because now, even though I'm not in Texas, even though I have family there, um, I have, I've now connected to these women that were teaching, um, amazing, you know, scholars and different women that know so much about the Bible and connected to them through their websites or their, their blogs or social media. And I feel like I have a bunch of new women that are pouring into me um, and I'm not even there physically. And so I love that entire series um, that, that Polish did. And so I, I first want to say thank you for doing that because I know it was hard. Um, and then second, about the Boldly Conference, you know, I am thrilled that this is happening because like you said, there are so many faith and work conferences out there that are great. Um, but to hear from women and have it geared towards women, that is really, really, really important. So to give people an idea of some of, um, I know we've got several different main stage speakers. Some people are familiar with some more than others, but is there a few topics that you would just like to share with all of us community to kind of get them excited and understand um, what you mean by the topics being geared really towards women uh, and for women? Yeah, absolutely. So um, to, to start, we have 20 main stage speakers. So this is a live event. It's virtual, meaning women are meeting across the country, <clears throat> many in small groups, whether it's small groups in homes and businesses and churches. We really want women to come together, two, three, 20, come yeah. together in a group, although you can watch by yourself, but 20 live main stage speakers and then we have 30 breakout sessions. The uh, ticket holders will have access to all 30. And all of the sponsors and speakers are providing faith and work resources, resources and content. So there's this whole swag bundle mm -hmm. that everyone is going to get. And topics like, um, well, let me talk about the three sessions and, and then some of the topics. So the sessions created boldly with purpose, who we are created in the image of God as Christ's ambassadors. What does that mean? 
Then leading boldly with faith perspective, all of us as Christ followers are leaders in our workplaces, in our circles of influence. And this is going to be like professional development with faith forward influence. How do we lead? And then living boldly with passion. What does it look like to live it out? So yeah, we're going to have topics like imposter syndrome. A lot of this, myself included, struggle with what if people really knew me? Am I supposed to be in this job? What do I do? How do I connect with other women? Um, it's really a topic that I think we don't talk about, but a lot of us are like, yes, I want to hear that. Yeah. Christian ambition. Is Christian ambition a thing? Is it good? Is it different for men than it is for women? Something else that, again, you don't normally hear in a faith and work conference, but it's something that I think we, we want to know what, what is good. We're called to do good works, Ephesians 2.10, but what does that look like? And how do we bring our all and that passion into it? Mm-hmm. What about trading perfection for excellence? You know, many of us are trying to, to do really good things. We're trying to do it with our best, but are we doing it for ourselves? Or how do we shift that to really be working for excellence to the glory of God? And taking a seat at the table. You know, women of faith, we are called and we must take a seat at the table in business, in culture, in life. What does that look like? How do we do that? And how do we do it together? So there's just a few of the times. Yeah. And, you know, I had the pleasure for the first time uh, meeting Denise. Um, Jan, is that, I can't remember how to Denise say it. Denise Leon. Uh-huh. She is here in, in my city and I randomly got hooked up with her, not random, but we're with her the other day for the first time. And we made the connection that she was going to be speaking at boldly. We both got super excited. And I believe she's the one that's going to be talking about the Christian ambition. Yes. Uh, yes and she is. I, I got a sneak peek ladies and she kind of laid out to me what she was going to be talking about. And I, I think that that's the one that I'm really personally looking forward to because I do struggle with that of, am I too ambitious? Is it bad for me as a woman, especially, um, to go for things, you know, to like go for things, especially right. if you've been raised in the church. I'm at, like, I have, um, there's some things that are where I really struggle with. I'm like, is that Christian, you know, like, just, is that okay? Yeah. To, to is, is it a, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, is it okay to like goal set or not too much? Or does Jesus really want that for me? Or what about success? And so it can get very um, muddy, you know, and, and very confusing. And so to have women speaking life into us, uh, uh, all of us women that are going to be watching and learning, um, it's, I think, Dr. Joy, and this is my prayer for the conference, that um, we, like, would boldly walk into our places that God has placed us and to know that God cares for us, that he's with us, and that he wants us to live out our faith no matter what we do. And I think too, especially right now in this climate that it's like, oh, well, we're only working for the Lord if we're doing something connected to a ministry. And so I want to kind of expand on that a little bit, Dr. Joy, because I want to celebrate that we have all different types of women in different vocations. And my pastor that I'm under here in San Francisco, um, Pastor Ben Pilgrim, he always says that vocations are sacred. And so if God has called us to Whatever that vocation may be, whether I am um, a customer service rep or I'm selling things or I, I am in ministry at my church or I have a CFO company, that it's all sacred because God has called us to it. 
uh, I think about like first Corinthians, right? We're talking about the different parts of the body and the body of Christ and, and God is comparing it to the actual body and how we're all necessary and needed. And I just want to say that, you know, we have different types of women here at all of us and no matter where God has placed you, it is so important um, that you be who he's called you to be in those spaces, but be encouraged and have the tools. And I believe that boldly is going to help us all do that. Any thoughts about just different vocations, Dr. Joy, and, and, and why they're important that we do bring Jesus into them? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I, as you're talking, I'm thinking about Ephesians 2.10, which says, you know, we're, we're Christ's we're God's workmanship that in Christ Jesus, we are created specifically for good work. So God has created each one of us with our gifts, our talents, we're equipped with our experiences, our skills, and he strategically places us in specific workplace mission fields for such a time as this. Yeah. And that doesn't mean that, you know, if we were all to work in the church or all to work in the mission field, who would be in the world in the workplace? You know, Jesus went out into the world. And in fact, Jesus in the book of John refers to himself as a sent one over 25 times. And he says, now go disciples, I am sending you. So God has always been ascending God. And he wants us to take our whole life. We're whole life disciples. There is not a sacred and a secular. There is not a church realm, which is sacred and a secular realm, which is not sacred. There is one realm, all of creation is created by God. We are called as Christ's ambassadors, 2 Corinthians 5, to go into the world, to live as his ambassador in these strategic mission fields and to work for him, for his glory, to work with excellence, to expand his kingdom, to flourish our communities, but also to come alongside people. In our workplaces, we will interact with people that the church will never reach. And That's so right. we have a specific mission and he has equipped you with your gifts, your skills, your workplace for this season, however long that season may be, but we all have purpose right where we are. And I know that times can be difficult. I know that certain work is very challenging. We may feel beat down. It's a difficult time for all of us in isolation or most of us. I'm not going to say all of us, but work can be a challenge. But if we can start looking for Christ, he's already there in our workplaces, inviting us to join him. So what might it be that he's asking us to do while we're here? Amen. And boldly, I believe, is as a tool that's going to help sharpen us. I think it's important that we all um, have a have sit in a posture of being lifelong learners. And yes. part of being a lifelong learner is leaning into opportunities and spaces where we can be given new tools and be encouraged and equipped um, with not only God's word, but just, again, the workplace tools of what is it like to interact, you know, when you feel like you're the only one or you're feeling discouraged or not supported. And, you know, that kind of brings me to Dr. Joy, you're so full of wisdom, but I want you to specifically speak into the woman right now that is struggling um, in the workplace. Maybe they feel stuck. Um, maybe they don't feel like their voice is heard. Maybe they don't know, am I the only one here who's following Jesus? You know, like I'll talk to that woman and just kind of encourage her and then give her um, any tips or tools um, that you personally, you know, use in your life that you would love to share today to kind of encourage her in her path? Yeah. Well, first, I want to say that I understand how you feel 
uh, you are not alone. There are other women like us who have been through the highs and the lows, uh, the dark places of life and work. And this is why I believe sisterhood is so important that we are created to walk the journey together. And so I think something like Boldly or an organization like Polished, and there are others out there, I think it is very important for us to interlock our shields of faith, to come together in community. And I know that can be very difficult sometimes. Well, how do I find it? How do I cultivate it? But take that next step is is what I would encourage. And to, to know that, again, we cannot flourish alone. We have got to find at least a small group of women who we can walk with, who we can be real with. We can take the mask off. They still love us. They're with us every step of the way. Um, you know, some of the things that I would encourage first is prayer. And I don't say this as just kind of a cast off, oh, pray. There is power in prayer. Prayer is a conversation with God, our creator. Uh, it unleashes the power. Prayer unleashes the power of the Holy Spirit, allows us not only to continue his transformative work in us, but to also bring it into our situations to allow him to go before us in our workplaces. It really turns our thoughts to Jesus. We can be praying for our coworkers, for our bosses. We can prayer walk through our workplace, or if we're on Zoom, we'd be praying in front of the screen. You know, prayer is just a way for us to align with God, to allow him to shepherd us through and to really uh, seek him and seek his eyes. How is he seeing other people? How is he leading us, giving us that sensitivity and strength? I mean, there are some days where literally my prayer is, Holy Spirit, I am weak. You are strong. Be strong in me. Okay. That was a prayer. Yeah, that was a prayer of one of my professors. And ever since I heard it, I was like, you know what? That is my prayer, my go-to prayer on days where I'm just like, I've got nothing else. So I'm going to, I kind of receive that from him and I'm going to share that with you if that yeah. resonates. But prayer is powerful and it is the strength within us when we don't have our own. Um, I'd also say dig for treasure. You know, in God's word, it's easy to read through it. Um, sometimes we may just be doing a Bible study to check it off, but there's such treasure and it really can be a stepping stone, allowing the Lord to lead us forward. Mm. If you don't know where to start again, talking about faith and work for women, um, three things I would recommend first in Genesis one, looking at the good, good, good of creation. All of this is before the fall. God is the God who works in the beginning, God created, or in other words, in the beginning, God went to work and then he created man and woman together, blessed them together for their commissioning as the image of God. Ephesians 2.10, good works prepared specifically for each one of us. Second Corinthians 5, who we are as ambassadors, you know, maybe just sit with some of these verses and allow the spirit to really work in you and to see where that might lead uh, or the book of John. Again, who did Jesus see himself as? And then the third, which I think is really important is this sense of sisterhood and community connect with like-minded women. It's sometimes it's difficult in churches to find women who are affirming work. Some churches have amazing workplace groups. Some churches don't. Um, but that doesn't mean that then we have nowhere to go. Find a coworker, find someone, you know, maybe have a book like Purpose Driven Life 
on your desk and see if there's anyone say, Lord, you know, I'm praying, bring someone to me who will ask a question and maybe we can do it together or a Bible study or a resource. We do have a resource on boldlyconference.com, the Working Boldly Guide. It's a five-day study of Lydia, of Philippi. Um, it could be an incredible resource for you and one or two other women to go through together. So I know each one of these, it's, it's, they seem simple. They're, they can be hard in practice, but, but start with prayer and really ask the Lord to lead you forward in your prayer, in your digging into scripture and in your cultivation of community. Those to me are three of the most important kind of next steps. Mm, so, so good. Thank you, Dr. Joy. And, you know, two things I want to highlight that you said is that we were created for work, like that we were created for work, that God had a, a plan and a purpose for each of us, this specific, all of us are part of the body of Christ. And then the last thing you said is we need to interlock our shields of faith as sisters. And that can look different for all of us. It will probably look different for all of us, but that we have it. It can be online, it can be in person, and it can be all of these things. <laughs> and so there's not just one way and no one shoe fits all, um, but we need to do it. We need to interlock with one another um, in this because we need, just we do, we need to, this is a fight and we need our sisters to fight with us. And all of us, it, it can be one of those outlets for everyone where we can yes. interlock our shields of faith um, and encourage and equip. And so, yes, thank you for those three tips, Dr. Joy. Super, super helpful. Uh, so, okay, as we end, we always end with rapid fire. Now, of course, I wish I could get you to like <laughs> teach us some Bible while you're here, <laughs> some more Bible while you're here, because it's so fun to have you, um, but time is up. So we'll end with rapid fire and then just a few final thoughts from you, Dr. Joy, if you have them today. So here we go. Are you ready? I'm ready. <laughs> All right. God is, God is faithful and strategic. Mm. We can integrate faith and work because, because Jesus integrated faith and work. Yes. And all of us are better when, when we walk the journey of life together in sisterhood. Love it. Final thoughts, Dr. Joy, about faith, work, and women. What do you have for our All of Us community that you would love to end us on today? Yeah, you know, I just want to say, I feel like I'm living proof that no matter where we've been, no matter what we've done, no matter what has happened, Jesus loves us. He is still the God of resurrection and new life. He's inviting us into his grand adventure. He has equipped us. He is calling us to join him, not just sending us on our own, but he's already in our workplaces and he's inviting us to join with him and to join with one another. So I just want to encourage you to take that next step, be courageous, be bold. I would love to see everyone at Boldly. Yes. Even if you're not able to be a part of Boldly, take the next step. Um, as you said, Rachel, you know, connecting through all of us, that what an incredible community this is as well. Don't let that next step of community and sisterhood prevent you from, from going forward together. 
Mm, I love it. Thank you, Dr. Boyd. Thank you so much for being with us today. What an honor and a pleasure to have you a part of this family. Now you are officially an all of us sister, Dr. Joy. Love it. What, <laughs> what a pleasure. Awesome. Well, as you all know, there are, there's always more to the story. And so go to our, our blog website, allofus.net forward slash blog, and you can find more from Dr. Joy. She's given us resources. She's given us scriptures. She's given us links to where you can find her on on Instagram, some blog posts that she's written, some articles, and there is a link to the Boldly Conference. And so literally when you're watching and listening to this, the conference is seven days away. And so do not delay. You can find the link in all the places for all of us on our Instagram, our Facebook, everywhere, where you can just click that link and go and register. We are encouraging you to do so. It's going to be a great time of learning and equipping. And again, um, encouraging you to walk out your faith in the workplace, remembering that it's sacred, that God sees you, loves you, and he wants you to be connected to other women of Christ, women in the body. So go now to do that. Also, Dr. Joy mentioned um, the free Lydia guide. You can find that on the Boldly website, and you can also find it on Version. I know a lot of you go to the Version at Bible app, and I actually just finished it. So feel free to go there. And also download the guide and get to studying on Lydia. She's amazing. So thank you so much for joining us. We're so grateful that you're part of this community. For your in-process stories, we've got them. We want to hold space for you, and we will see you next time. Bye-bye.